0: you're listening to the one and only back to the 80s radio welcome everybody thank you for joining us on another friday it has been a long week without you so thank you for taking the time to join us here of course we can't do this show alone because this is the type of show that brings back those nostalgic memories that make that decade all the more worthwhile to talk about with me as he is every single time we get together it is said that he has been seen drinking a 12-pack of jolt cola only because he mm-hmm. likes to hear his heart play handball against his chest cavity. He says that the meaning of life is written on each one of his split ends. But here, yes, it is. at Back to the 80s Radio, we call him the Chang. Hola,
1: said the one-eyed Jola. Hello to everybody out there in Back to the 80s land. Uh, I want to extend my full gratitude an extension of kindness, love, and appreciation to all of you for listening to me and Toscano give you our rendition of what was good in the 80s,
0: bad in the 80s, and secrets of the 80s. I want to start the show out by giving a special shout out to everybody listening, especially the people who are going through so much in Ukraine. So thank you guys for, in spite of everything, uh, still taking the time to maybe want to put a smile on your face by listening to the show. So thank you. A big shout-out to Dale Elliott, who is listening. Thank you, Dale, for the kind comments that you left for us on LinkedIn. Also, a big shout-out to Sam Dupree, who is a a listener since the beginning of time here at Back to the 80s. So we Mm. really appreciate that. I
1: want to give a shout-out, of course, to all our armed uh forces uh i want to give a shout out to all their parents i want to give a shout out to anybody out there that's a grandparent all you single parents a special shout out to our firefighters police officers and our field and medical workers all across this fine country and world hola to all of
0: you and thank you keep up the work it makes a big difference you are living heroes I also want to give a big shout out to everybody here in the United States that listens to us from California to New York, to uh, to Florida, to Washington, all across and in between and everywhere. Uh, people listening to us from Australia, from Germany, from South America, Central America, from Mexico. I mean, Canada. We love you guys. Thank you. Everybody in Europe, in the Middle East, we thank you guys for taking the time to listen to Back to the 80s Radio. Back to the 80s. is going to be right back. And that's a threat.
2: Ladies and gentlemen,
3: I'm Shadow Stevens and you must listen to Back to the 80s Radio.
4: It's the law.
3: He, he he was a Coke, she was a Pepsi. Together they were a Coke and a Pepsi. It's the story of a much older older Pepsi and a much younger Coke she offered him a thrill. thrill he went along for the ride until one day Jealous, jeal- je- jealousy took over pepsi found out her friends like the new coke for his better taste and that's when they fell out well uh that's when pepsi fell out this is knack knack mac catch the wave coke
2: okay.
0: if they were a laxative they'd be so powerful you could stand on your head and on the ceiling
5: that position would not only be unavailing but also undignified
0: and now back to the 80s with toscano and chang
4: boys
1: and girls and ladies of the 80s you are back to back to the 80s hosted by yours truly toscano and the chang i want to remind all of you out there to if you could possibly do it i know times are tight but any little thing can help hit us on our patreon page and uh, you'll get a special surprise if you do, right, Tusky? Our <laughs> Patreon page is patreon.com and hit us at Back to the 80s Radio. Remember, any little thing can help. No, we're not asking for clothing donations or broken toys. Just a little bit of a Federal Reserve to help <laughs> preserve radio from the past to bring it back at last. For a little bit, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you're used to the stupidity that we continuously give you, whether you like it or not, please take solace in knowing it's
0: going to be a little bit serious, but every now and then you're going to get punched in the ears with some stupidity. Today's a very important uh, show because we are going to be discussing charity events from back in the 80s. Now, if you just joined us, I want to let you know that a little bit later on in the show, we have a special guest interview that we're going to be doing once a month with you, the 80s fan, especially if you have something that has to do with the 80s. For example, our guest today, Susan Freeman, is involved with a very special event that we're going to talk about in a little while. We just want you to, to join us and listening to today's show, because the importance of the charitable work and the contributions that were done in the 80s, it seems to me... That although they've probably gotten higher in money, I haven't seen as many charities as I used to when I was a kid or a teenager. You'll remember there were so many commercials. There were so many infomercials to help out Mm -hmm. charitable institutions. Do you remember that?
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, They were continuous, both on the radio. uh, They were on television. Uh, Especially later in the evenings, a lot of infomercials came out. Now, it always blew my mind when it would be an infomercial about something very serious or a cause or a crisis. And, uh, you know, they would show pictures and and you just tear your heart out late at night. And then you're sitting there crying and you're at your checkbook. And then the next thing, some dumb blonde comes on and says, hi, are you alone? (laughs) I remember that. Wait a minute. I don't want to talk to you, Kim. I'm writing a check so I can go ahead and fight this battle with uh, multiple sclerosis. That's right. But if you hold on right there, Kim, let me write this check and then I'll get back to you. So now during the 80s, it was don't you remember it kind of being like that?
0: You would get hit with something
1: serious and then it would be something scandalous.
0: It was something either uh, a 976 number following uh, the charitable contribution or it was some advertisement for, for something sexual, you know. It was just interesting at, at certain times of the 80s. But if you recall, some of the most popular charities back then, and they still continue today, but you don't hear about them as much. At least I don't. No, you don't. Uh, for example, I remember the United Way. Uh, do you remember the Salvation Army? There were also... Red Cross. The, yeah, the Red Cross. YMCA, the Boys and Girls Club. I remember other foundations like uh, the American Cancer Society, Doctors Without Borders, the American Heart Association, uh, one of yeah. those organizations in particular that I remember and we have here in my family, in my home, we have personal experience with, and that's World Vision. World I Vision. remember as a kid, if you remember, when they used to show their their um, infomercials, it was the saddest images you would see little children pretty much that were on their deathbed, children dying, they mm-hmm. were starving, they didn't have clean water, they didn't have anything to children eat. Children with flies. Yeah, it was, it was just the saddest thing. My dad always had uh, his doubts. He always used to say, I wonder how many of those organizations are actually giving the money to the right people. I wonder how many of these organizations mm-hmm. are actually helping people, right? Well, the firsthand experience that we have with World Vision is the following, that when my wife was a child, now she grew up in Guatemala, But as a very young child, World Vision came to her neighborhood and fed Mm -hmm. the children and gave them blankets and uh, just basically took care of them for a season. And my wife was one of those World Vision children, and although she wasn't starving, but she had need, and they took care of her needs. They gave her blankets, they gave her toys, they gave her clean water, things like that. And she also tells me that she had a sponsor. So she would receive, like once a month, she would receive a letter from this sponsor and that she will never forget. She doesn't know the name of the sponsor, but she wishes that she did so she can thank her now that she's an adult and her life has changed around. But a lot of these organizations, they showed such a sad picture of what the world was going through. And isn't it interesting that this thing still happens today? We here in the United States have so many people thinking... That they have depression and problems when these organizations, the, the the real ones, that are ones that are helping out, see the the real bad side humanity's going through. On the same merit, my friend,
1: uh, we also have starving families and starving children here, and uh, children living on the streets, uh, children that were born of drug addiction and don't have uh, parents that are living in foster care, uh, bad adoption to homes, and uh, yet we cease to see any type of uh, aid for any of our citizens here, children that are going through that. And it just, the reason I bring that up, because everything you just said is is so dear to my heart and yours. And to know the success that your wife has had, your wife is now a school teacher, you know, helping kids become better people, smarter people after going through the hardships that she went through. And it's just sad that, We don't have very many programs now that are aiding not only other countries, but our own country, because it just seems like nowadays uh, a lot of these big wealthy corporations, it's all about me. It's all about my own personal greed. And uh, not many people are reaching out to do really anything about it. And uh, I hate to bring that up and throw that into the mix, but I just thought really quick that the exact... Uh, points that you brought up and the tremendously great story you just shared with our our listeners and myself about your beautiful wife i just thought that i would have to direct some attention to that that way if anybody like karen or any of these uh political backers you know want to find it in their heart to really see the other side of the kaleidoscope you know you have to remember it starts at home
0: with everything on the statistical note I want to let you know that if you have ever wondered how much money has been given, for example, in the 80s compared to now and things like that, there was a decline in 2008 and 2009 in the money that's been received by all these organizations. But let me give you a number. These numbers uh, used to be $20.7 billion is what these organizations as a whole used to receive during the 80s. Now they are receiving, as a total, check this out, this number is huge, but since 2017, $410 billion. And that's a big chunk of change. That's a big chunk of change. That's a few pockets full of chunks of change, my friend. Now, forgive me for saying this. It has been said that with the money that the Rothschilds family has, now this is the richest family In the entire history of the world, Mm -hmm. this family's estimated net worth or money that they have in what they call liquid, which is on hand, okay, is into the several trillions of dollars. Mm. It is said by sources that they have underground, I mean, complete places underground with just storage units packed with gold bullion. And, wow. now, and in an amount of, you know, hundred uh, way over in the trillions and trillions of dollars. But here's what gets me, bro. It is said that this family alone has enough money to provide every single human being on the face of this earth with a home fully paid for <laughs> and one million dollars cash in a bank account for every single human and still have more money than they'll ever be able to spend that is
1: just disgusting
0: that uh people have that type of
1: cash flow and uh do nothing for their fellow man but i'm
0: sure that's not the only family bro i mean look at the Koch brothers if you put Mm -hmm. that family and all the multi-billionaire corporations together all of them to just give out a percentage to every single human being on earth there would be no debt Every single person would have a home, a roof over their head, mm-hmm. food, a car, and money in the bank for the rest of their life. And the money would still not be spent. Wow. Now, bro. It is a sad thing, bro. That And that uh, it just, it, that ticks me off.
1: Now, how about this? Now, when we were talking about all these uh, billionaires, millionaires uh i'm gonna take it on a side note but i'm gonna get out of it really quick because we have a whole show to do and we have a lot more interesting things important things to discuss talking about these millionaires that have more than enough money to live on their own and their families decently what about all these uh overpaid entertainers uh, our athletes that are getting millions of dollars and then they're getting all kinds of uh Uh, sponsorships for more millions and they have all this collateral and money yet uh, they seem not to be doing very much for the public and fellow mankind with it but then you also have certain sports teams that and athletes that give 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 uh and i will bring up one uh the late great kobe bryant who was always doing charitable events? His wife continues to do uh, charitable events for underprivileged and people that go without, uh, people that need scholarships, need a hand up. Uh, you know, uh, very few are doing that. Uh, and also another one, uh, Andrew Whitworth, former Los Angeles Ram, yes, Super Bowl champ, Andrew Whitworth. He is also another individual that does such work like that. So there are few athletes that do it, but I think I would love to see a great percentage more of them do more for the people out there so everybody can go to sleep at night knowing they're safe warm they've got something to eat and maybe they don't have cable but they can watch something at home of some type of entertainment and enjoy a normal family life
0: let me give you a few names of athletes alone to start off okay then we'll touch on business Executive, don't talk about LeBron James. I hate that. Okay. Guy. Well, now that you brought him up, LeBron James has over five hundred million dollars. Okay. Yeah. Tiger Woods has over. He's a net worth of over eight hundred million. Lionel Messi, uh, who plays in Spain and he's uh, the Argentine uh, superstar, the greatest player on earth, along with Cristiano Ronaldo, both have over one billion dollars. Now David Beckham 450 million and the list goes on and on and on and on with players and sports athletes that have way over what any human being uh, that we can't even imagine. Now, yes. Here's one, Vince McMahon, who is the former professional, uh-huh. he was a former uh well he's a chairman CEO of WWE and right. uh you know he's been around since the 80s. His net worth is over 1.6 billion. That, that guy's a lot of yeah, excrement. Yeah, that's not even, for example, Michael Jordan, who has been long since retired of his professional athletic days with the Chicago Bulls and the Washington Wizards. He's at two over 2.2 billion dollars just this year, making him the world's richest athlete, although still retired. Look at the shoes, Air Jordan. I mean, look at the price of Air Jordans a goal for, bro.
1: Yeah, I was telling my, my I, was telling, tennis shoes.
0: I was telling my son, isn't it incredible that back in the 80s you were taking a look at these were shoes that were about 100 bucks, 120 dollars back in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And now they're in the several hundreds of dollars. Uh being realistic, that is taking advantage of society in such a disgusting and gross way because they're not even com- oh, yeah. they're not even comfortable shoes. They look OK. No. They look OK. They're just look, regardless, they could be the most beautiful shoes on earth. They're just shoes. OK. Now, do
1: you remember shoes. one of the do you remember one of the very first uh, basketball shoes uh, of notoriety that were somewhat expensive, uh, yet they were both uh, uh, for the hoop and the. Hardwood and looking pretty cool outdoors. Do you remember the first leather converse worn by Julius Irving, Dr. J of the uh, the uh, New Jersey Nets and uh, uh, Philadelphia 76ers? They were the white patent leather with the red arrowhead and the red star. Yeah, I remember I bought myself a pair of those. Uh, when I was uh, growing up, uh, I think I was like 15 when I got my first pair. I, I was working at Sam's Liquor, but I bought my own. I got those things for a cool 65 bucks, dude. I pay close to 60 bucks for my Chuck Taylors nowadays. Now you understand why I wanted to beat the crap out of uh, Axl
0: Rose for throwing a cigarette butt at my brand new white Chucks. There, I just got. I had to get it out. Like I mentioned previously, it's just disgusting to me the amount of money that is out there, regardless. Uh, I don't care how short of a career they have and then it goes on. Mm-hmm. They go on to do other stuff, but they're always going to be making millions and millions of dollars for people who right. are just entertaining other people. Now, jumping over to the billionaires list on the uh, business side, of course, we all know Elon Musk, number one at over $264 billion. Jeff Bezos from Amazon, over one seventy-seven. Uh, The Arnall and Family, 168, Bill Gates over 132, and the list goes on. So you put all these salaries together, okay? You put all of them together. Mm -hmm. And guess what? The money that the Rothschild family has is still more than that. Amazing. Now, it's funny because you you, you mentioned
1: uh, the ass monkeys, uh, uh, <laughs> Musk and Jeff Bezos. Uh, these cats are so concerned. Oh, let's uh, let's I'm going to have so much money. I'm going to build aircraft so I can go to the moon and take some more of my wealthy friends. True. Now, why don't these ass monkeys go ahead and and instead of wasting that money on going to space that we've already done and we have a lot of technology from our our acts of going to space, why don't you just let the government throw money into that program and why don't you do something great as a human being with that money instead of you as clowns getting a bunch of other wealthy has-been actors or who have it who can afford to go fly around the moon for absolutely nothing you're bringing nothing of of, of, subs- of substance back to us i mean good lord i was appalled that captain kirk When I heard that he was going to
0: take a a trip with one of these ass clowns to the moon. I mean, come on. Well, the thing is all that money. Yeah. I mean, these people are planning for way past their lifetime. And and I I, I trust me, I understand. But the fact that I understand doesn't mean that it's right together. If they united forces and their capital in just one goal to end world hunger and and homelessness, just that goal. There are many more, like ending cancer, like ending all these diseases for which we have all these, en- these agencies uh, like the Salvation Army, like Feeding America, like Direct Relief, like Habitat for Humanity. These companies are there, people, because the billionaires and all the other companies don't want to do jack about it. Sure, of course, they must contribute. But contribution from these people is a tax write-off. They're going to get it back. So yes. it's, it's, really, it's really nothing. So it's, like I said, back. it's really disgusting. Yeah. When we come back, we're going to talk a lot more about charitable events of the 1980s. And I got something to tell you. A lot of great 80s music was involved.
1: Oh, yes. Great artists with a great cause. Don't you go anywhere. You keep it locked and loaded right here at Back to the 80s. And we'll come back with a smile for you.
4: Why are you holding my hand?
1: Where's your other hand? Between two pillows.
3: Those aren't pillows. Ah! Oh,
2: oh, oh. 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 Oh.
3: See
2: that Bears game last week? Yeah, hell of a game. Hell of a yeah. game. The Bears got a great team this year. Oh, They're going to go all the way. Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. Ever wish you could go back to the 80s with the crazy clothes and those wacky hairdos? Well, let Toscano and Chang transport you back in time. Back to the 80s.
1: Welcome back to Back to the 80s. Toscano and Chang here sitting in uh hopefully we're not getting you a little bit too somber we're just trying to to throw some things out there that need to be brought out that way everybody is aware and we can all get on the same page but on a lighter note uh, we're going to dive into some entities that did great things uh, and helped so many families and people uh with musical programs that uh Delighted our senses and had us crying, laughing, hugging, and singing along. I'm talking about uh, one, of course, not one, but two. Uh, Live Aid
0: uh, is one that comes to mind, Toscano, and
1: the Us Festival.
0: Live Aid was 1985. The Us Festival was 1982 and 83. Correct. But Live Aid was, was, (laughs) uh, if you remember, Live Aid, for those of you who were never fortunate enough to attend, but it was a benefit concert. It was held on Saturday July thirteenth, nineteen eighty five. And of course it was a it was a fundraising event. And it was organized by televised. By yeah, definitely. It was organized by Bob Geldof and Midge Uri to raise further funds for the relief of the nineteen eighty three through eighty five famine in Ethiopia. And as you know, we just talked about this, how all these different uh you know, like World Vision and all these charitable agencies were trying to help Africa. It is said The Live Aid has been the greatest concert event in the history of the world. For those of you who also don't know, Live Aid took place in two different parts of the world at the same time. And they could see each other via uh, Mm -hmm. closed circuit, you know, satellite in London at Wembley Stadium. And it was also held at John F. Kennedy Stadium in Philadelphia. And by the way, as far as crowds. it was televised on MTV, Toscano. Yep. The crowds that were there, London had a capacity of 72,000 people live, and Philadelphia had almost 90,000 people at that stadium. And that Mm -hmm. is not counting the 1.9 billion people that actually saw it throughout the world. Over 150 nations, 40% of the world population were watching this event on television. Oh, yes, I know I was. Uh, Me and my buddies
1: we're, uh, you know, in in high school then uh, we watched it from my house. And, and as I mentioned, uh, it was televised by MTV. And I got to tell you, at a very young age, you know, I was I was very aware of the good and the bad in the world and uh, the haves and the have nots and the higher above. So as I gathered with my buddies and we watched Live Aid, I was taken at a very young age by tears because to see the power of music and how it brought people together and the love of music and that vibration that that just tickles your soul and and makes the hair stand up on the back of your neck and makes makes tears drop out of your eyes, uh, makes you want to hug a perfect stranger, sing even even if you can't sing along. and the money and the the vibration that it it just it went through everybody, I think like an electrical shock as it did for me because uh that was the very first one of the very first times that i saw the power of music creating a prosperity and bringing a unity that very very few entities or things do uh it 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 opened our eyes it opened our hearts it brought us uh, to one goal doing for somebody that doesn't have what we have and even if we have little what part can we do to make sure everybody is equal uh, live Aid, I, I, I witnessed some of the greatest musical acts, uh, heroes of mine, people that I had all their albums and cassettes, and I got to see them live. And every message that you could feel from their music as they sung out and played, just to touch that that spine of everybody at the concert or at home. It was chilling, I think, uh, to have experienced it. It's even more chilling when you understood why it was getting done. And it's even more tear-wrenching when you understand the great individuals that did what they did for one reason. Help fellow man. I mean, to me, Freddie Mercury is the face, the face of a hero, the face... Of human struggle and and fight through tragedy as you hide your truth, but you're there away from your own fears and your own problems and your own demons because you're there for the government of mankind. What other great individual could do that? No other than Freddie Mercury. I remember seeing Led Zeppelin, and it brought tears to my eyes because Led Zeppelin, they were okay, but they weren't great. But i mean such great bands bro that were there everybody there was sensational george michael uh i mean the list goes around
0: duran duran the rolling stones yeah let me mention a few of the bands just a few because there were so many that were playing there. they got to play at least a few songs or some even just one or two songs Mm -hmm. but i'm gonna mention some bands that were there that's gonna you're gonna say really they played there i had no idea uh black sabbath run dmc rick springfield ario speedwagon yep. Day yep. was there uh howard jones paul young brian adams the beach i could Boys. go without that guy well yeah well that's uh dick Hader, of course the dire straits simple minds the pretenders great man carlos santana the who phil collins mm-hmm. elton john paul mccartney and of course tom petty the heartbreakers neil young and i'm going to keep going for a little bit more the thompson twins eric clapton Crosby, Stills & Nash, Patti LaBelle, Hall & Oates, Mick Jagger, Bob Dylan, Keith Richards, and, of course, David Bowie, U2, and Mm -hmm. Queen, to to name just a few. But there were so many, they played either at London, at Wembley Stadium, or at JFK Stadium in Philadelphia. It was just something so Mm -hmm. radical because the world had gotten together to help out a certain part of the world that was in need. There was another event, of course, the Us Festival in 83, was put together by Steve Wozniak and Bill Graham. And they brought it Mm -hmm. together because they wanted to encourage the 1980s to be more community-oriented and to combine technology with rock music. So that was maybe a little bit Mm -hmm. different. But definitely, Live Aid was an event that the entire world witnessed. Over 1.9 billion people on Earth saw this event we're very grateful to people that organize them they have the ability to organize them you know one of the things that I've, I've started to think what about here what can we do as as a community and even if it's just to to be on board and and in this case we could do something for for ukraine you know uh, maybe not be over there maybe not go over there maybe we don't have the the connections to get everybody together but certainly we can do something here for uh, the good causes. So and one of those is after the break, uh, we have a very special guest. We have Susan Freeman, who's here with us. She is going to be talking to us about an organization that hits home to you personally, Chang. Maybe you can tell us a little bit, a little bit yes. about that. She is going to be talking about an event that she is doing in Canada. So all you Canadians listening to Back to the 80s Radio... There is some information regarding the Michael J. Fox Foundation for Parkinson's Research that is going to be talked about in just a few.
1: Also, a live aid sparked off another concert. I don't know if uh, you remember, maybe some of our listeners do, some of you listeners that enjoy country music. Uh, Farm Aid in 1985. Toscano, do you recall Farm Aid?
0: Yeah, what I recall is uh, I believe the people that founded Farm Aid was Willie Nelson, john mellencamp and neil young and neil young right? yeah and they had started they wanted to help out family farmers here in the states because they were losing their farms because of mortgage debt so basically they wanted to help these farmers because they were helping a billion people and they weren't getting the help now you know it was
1: first brought out about the devastation to the farmers by bob dylan yes bob dylan He was the first one that had made statements and comments about family farmers within our own United States in danger of losing their farms through mortgage debt. Disgusting that the backbone of America, hardworking people that work the land that depend on uh, them getting great food out and vegetables and, and being able to take care of America and themselves, were being denied by our own government, our own bank entities, willing to take everything that they had worked for away because they weren't getting their almighty dollar. Uh, so I think music uh, and, and these great causes that were brought up were with the music. Put a change I would like to see in the way people felt and thought. Maybe it didn't do much for the higher ups, but I think it did make awareness and do something for all of us to be a little bit more aware and caring of other people and their uh, problems rather than just about me. And it's sad because we could use a lot more individuals like that because we live in a society full of of it's all about me. Egomania is a disease as bad as cancer and as bad as the disease that
0: we are going to talk about uh, in a couple of seconds, correct, my brother? Believe it or not, we have a clip from Farmaid. Two gentlemen who were uh, discussing Farm Aid. Take a listen yourself. And I believe the two gentlemen's name is Rusty and, and Zeke. So go ahead and take a listen to this clip that we have all the way from 1985 at Farmaid. Hey
4: Zeke, hey buddy, yeah man. Rusty. Um, well, what do you think of this great concert? I'm, Are you having a blast? I'm, I'm having the time of my life because Alabama yeah. and the Beach Boys and and guess what? Best thing of my life is I'm gonna hear Ricky Lee Jones in a little bit, in a little while followed by BB King.
3: Man, I just can't believe I'm I'm staring at I'm staring at a God Neil Young up there. I'm so glad he left that group of them doobie smoking hippies and all that harmony. I got tears coming to my eyes because I, I, without this concert fancy, my, my pappy and my mama would be losing the farm to that dirty trenches of the damn United States government.
4: Hey, Rusty, this this kind of reminds I'm me what well, music is great. I'm you know, uh, The Grateful Dead is coming up as well as Tom, Patty, and the Heartbreakers. But listen, this whole situation kind of reminds me of that movie with Van Dam Claude Dam, uh, where he was living God, in a oh, farm. Remember that? Oh, John, Goddamn Van Dam. The yeah, boy could do the splits better than your sister. Oh,
3: man. I'll make your sister do this split. She's over there getting us a couple of
4: coolers. You got to stop talking about my sister so much. You got to understand. You got to understand. My mama don't no like that. Zeke. Your your
3: sister's a freak and I could tell your mama had fourteen of you so she's somewhat of a freak
4: he herself.
3: I think once Willie Nelson hits the stains and panties is
4: gonna fly like an eagle. Speaking of commando, I feel all Arnold Schwarzenegger out. Let's get it back into turn. this concert because I know that the uh, the grateful dead and by the way, we got a Hispanic uh, coming to sing here. He's uh, Julio Iglesias. He's coming oh, to sing Oh my
3: god I don't want to see that, I don't want to see that Mexican jumping bean up there dancing around, he's as sexy as
4: that Ricky Ricardo, Gosh. I'm telling you right now. Gosh dang ignorant, didn't you go to the first grade or not, don't you know he ain't no Mexican? That guy's from Europe, The guy's from Spaniards. Uh, it doesn't matter. I'll make. I'll bet you makes a god
3: darn good margarita in a burrito. <laughs> Gosh, dang, I, I wonder if you get mad if I fire my forty-five in the air. This music got me tingling.
4: I'll pistol whip you with the butt of my shotgun. Gosh, dang it! You see what happens when you don't go to school? You don't know geographical nothing. Zeke, I'm. All- I was wondering if maybe we can get one of them magic cigarettes over
3: there from those Grateful Dead hippies. My God, they smell like a pig's armpit.
4: I'll tell you right now, them, them dirty hippies. All right, Rusty, you got to be quiet. Welling is about to go on, and I got to hear him sing. Let's all be quiet. Let me hold your hand. Hold my hand and hold my macromated shorts.
0: There was a clip from Rusty and Zeke. Uh, they attended, you know, Farm Aid.
1: That's the same two country boys that are always working on our Fierro. I noticed on this video clip there, they got mullets.
0: Don't go away. This is Back to the 80s Radio. Now, back to good, wholesome, politically correct entertainment. Oops, wrong station. <clears throat> now, Back to the 80s with Toscano and Chang. Welcome back. This is Back to the 80s Radio. This is Toscano from Toscano and Chang. And with us today, we have a very special guest. One of our lovely listeners, Susan Freeman, is with us today. And she's got something special to talk to us about, in particular, uh, a special event that she's holding up. Now, Susan, I know that you are up north from us, uh, in, in from Los Angeles, way up north. Talk to us a little bit about where you're from and what you're all about over there.
5: Again, Susan Freeman, and I'm uh, I live in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. So it's just a straight line all the way up from uh, from Southern California. Um, I'm normally in my day job. I'm a travel agent. I have been one for 27 years. Um, but in nighttime job, I transform into, you know, I crimp my hair and I do the whole uh, 80s thing. Um, I've actually decided to have a um, benefit for the Michael J. Fox Parkinson's research. Uh, holding an 80s uh event uh, back to the back to the enchantment of the 80s is what it's called so it's basically incorporating the the dance name from the back to the future movie which i absolutely love and um also kind of telling everybody that we're going back to that enchantment of that time period um you know i've got st- Things on the line here. I don't want to talk too much because I haven't dropped the information because I'm sure my friends are dying to know what's going on. But I've got a few people I'm talking to, BC Delorean, and I'm talking to you know various DJs that can do something special with the music and so forth. So that's to be held on November fifth of this year, which actually coincides to when time travel was invented. That's right, according to Marty
0: McFly and and Doc Brown. I know that you are a hardcore '80s fan. Are there any type of uh, 80s locations like a bar and grill or something? I know that here nearby, we have a very special, well, we have a few places here in Southern California, but one of them in particular is called the Totally 80s Bar and Grill in the city of Fullerton. Do you have anything like that where they have maybe a club or where they play cover bands or something like that?
5: No, unfortunately, sadly, we don't. We don't actually have any, I mean, back in the late 80s, early 90s, we had a lot of clubs that featured live music, a lot of people that did 80s cover bands and so forth. And somewhere after 89, it all died. So there's nothing here that represents the 80s or somewhere where people like me can go, because I'm sure there's a lot of us. I've been, they've had the production of the awesome 80s prom that came through Vancouver, maybe 10 years ago and me and my friend went and I thought, you know, this is a great idea. This is something that everybody needs that enjoys that time period and that genre. Um, But we don't. And I, if I had the, all the money, if I had, if I win the lottery, I will open one. I swear. (laughs) I promise because it's, it's, it's sad. They don't have anything of, of any genre here. So it's, even though it's a big city and everybody knows the city from, you know, the Olympics and expo and whatnot, we just don't have, That type of entertainment here of any kind. So I'm jealous when I see other places that have cafes and bars and clubs that are just they just don't there's nothing here.
0: The good thing is they've got people uh, doing a lot of good things for for your communities. And one of those big things is coming up right November 5th. Brilliant. so hearing the word enchantment so that brings me to the movie back to the future of course mm-hmm. and if we all remember marty's mom and dad they went to the enchantment under the sea dance so is this going to be sort of that type of theme
5: yes and no um the only reason i've named as i wanted to keep the back to the future theme in there somewhere it's it's just uh, enchantment to me means exactly what the 80s mean to me uh I, I, I might, you know, I'm, I'm sure I'm not the only one out there that just wishes that I could go back for, you know, an hour. Uh, I don't even have to stay a day just for an hour. So it's going to have back to the future themes, but it's also going to be the, the party itself or dance or prom or whatever you want to call it is going to be a very simplified um, type of uh, scenario. I want people to feel like they've stepped into a time machine and actually yeah. went back. And I want to, you know, make it look like, you know, every basement we've ever been to, you know, for a party back then, I want to make it look like maybe a little bit like the proms we used to go to in high sure. school. I mean, I was in high school. I had a, I'm had, i fortunate enough to have lived through the 80s uh, as a teenager into adulthood. I went started high school in 81. I graduated in 85 and the 80s ended when I was 19 or 20. So, I mean, I had the... You know, I had the, I could go to the bars, I could do this, and I I had the the high school dance. So the whole party is, is just going to make, when somebody walks in, I want them to say, wow. It's like, I it's like
0: we're back there. Yeah.
5: yeah, exactly. I want the feel. I want the smells. I want all that. You know, when you hear a certain song, you you, you can smell what you're eating that night. Or, I mean, I went to, when I in 84, I went to Duran Duran, uh, concert. And to this day, if I hear any Duran Duran song, I smell that hair gel that I put in my hair.
0: <laughs> I swear you to can God. smell that Aquanet, right?
5: I, well, it wasn't just Aquanet. <laughs> it was depth gel. You name it. I mean, I used it all, but, um, that's what I want people to experience. I want to, I want them to experience, uh, you know, that, that feeling of what it was like when they were in high school or, you know, when they lived through it. I mean, a lot of people there are, and I love it that there's a lot of people who were born in the 80s and said, gee, I, you know, I wish that I was, you know, a teenager back in the eighties. Yeah. They, they love the music and all that. And I want to make that accessible. I want to bring them into that time period and show them what, what it was really like. The fundraiser itself is actually going to be, um, I haven't, Figured out all the details. That it's just in the early stages, but what I'm thinking about doing is having uh, a certain donation that would uh, um, include their entrance into the dance party prom. Um, There are going to be prizes. I can't say what they're going to be. Of course, yeah, but they're all going to be giveaways and such. Um, But uh, that's what's going to be. So I'm actually uh, I've joined uh, Team Fox, which is the organization, the department in the organization that um, allows people, everyday people, to um, create a fundraiser of any kind. And uh, once I announce it on Team Fox, then people will be able to go on, donate. And with that donation, then they'll be able to get a ticket into into the prom.
0: It's going to be a great thing to be able to help you guys out for that event in the sense of just spreading the word. So you can count mm-hmm. on us on that. Thank you. And, and hopefully you guys can, can have a full packed house. And Cross also you, you guys got to send us pictures and the mm-hmm. whole nine yards. Let me ask you, what's your favorite Duran Duran song or mm-hmm. what's the song that just brings you back?
5: It would be The Reflex The Reflex. by Duran Duran. That's the one to take That's the one I get chills. That's the one where I brings tears to my eyes. That's where I smell the, the hairspray. I just remember that night like it was yesterday. And that was I was only 16, 17 at the time. That was many moons ago. Um, but I remember the night. I remember coming home after school, what I did, what I ate. The minute that song comes on, I get all that comes back sure immediately yeah
0: isn't it incredible that Durant duran is one of those bands that voice wise they haven't really changed which is no hard to come by yeah. because most bands most front men you get up there in years and your voice isn't the same mm-hmm. but they're one of the few bands that they just they're the same as always
5: right to the end i've seen def leppard as well for about don't faint. I've seen him about 31 times. And actually I did a mini road trip uh, down in California. What was 2005? I saw him in Fresno, uh, San Jose, Fresno and San Bernardino. And uh, I was with friends and we saw. Him. So I've seen him. I've seen his voice the way it was in 83 when I first discovered them yeah. all the way until now. And it has changed. You're absolutely right. But Simon LeBon, he's right on top.
0: Are there a lot of uh, 80s fans around your community that you uh, have been able to spread the word?
5: Well, I have a lot of friends um, that uh, that are with me on this weird ride through the 80s all the time. Um, my friend Christine, I mean, she's right on top with me with everything. I mean, we discuss the party and then we automatically go into remember when we did this and remember the show when we saw this. So I do have friends scattered that admit they like the 80s a lot of people don't like to admit that they like you know the 80s and oh the clothes were bad and the hair was bad and this was bad yet everywhere you go yeah i went to the bank yesterday to come to you know to send uh the deposit over for the venue 80s music went shopping the other day 80s music every long weekend we have yeah. here every radio station 80s long weekend so tell me that there's not a market for 80s out there for 80s. Like there's somebody who likes it whether you like to admit it or not
0: that's right no the so. 80s are back a lot of those styles are coming back i i saw a few people in high school wearing fanny packs mm-hmm. uh that's interesting and a couple of guys with mullets, go figure. Here in Southern California,
5: I'm, I'm seeing the mullets coming back even around here, and I'm seeing uh, lots of ladies will understand when I tell that they were stirrup pants. They were yes, tights, basically with the little loops under the feet or whatever, and those were coming back. I saw them the other day. So,
0: well, listen, Susan. Where can people listening to the show? Where can they get more information both on yourself? as the organizer, and on the event itself? Is there a, a, an, a website, an email, or a phone number that you'd like to give out? Or just where can they co- reach you?
5: Well, I haven't actually announced it on Team Fox yet, because we need to get logistics uh, sorted out, such as the venue and, and so forth. So that's going to be on May, that'll be on the Michael J. Fox or Michael J. Fox Parkinson's organization website. That'll be listed there as an, as an event. Um, so as of May 1st, uh, at that point, people can visit the site and they can see all the information that um, that they need to do uh, what we're requesting and, and, you know, what the dance is going to be all about. And they can make a donation there and then we can take it from there or they can send me an email through there. It'll all be on the site come May 1st.
0: Excellent. Do you have a special memory from the 80s that is that kind of a memory that says, um, you know, if I had one chance Mm. with a real possibility to go back and do something over again, whether because it was good or whether because it was bad, you want to change it. Is there an event, a moment, a memory that you'd like to relive?
5: Oh, my gosh. Wow,
0: because this is something that we've asked uh, many of our listeners, and a lot of them have responded in you know different ways. Obviously, a lot of them, well, you know, I wish to relive my time with my with my parents, mm-hmm. uh, or I wish to go back to some special concert, or or just the fact that I wish to go back and 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 just hang out and be at home or be with my friends.
5: Right, I think that's that would be it right there. I think that um, you know school dances were were fun because the music was to me it was I loved every song that came on uh, that they played so to go be able to go back to a school dance or even believe it or not to be able to go back to high school for for maybe you know a few days or we just to relieve that you know open my locker see my concert posters in there wear my concert t-shirts to school that sort of thing so that that to me is probably I mean there's many don't get me wrong I just you're asking me to pick one and that's probably the the biggest one um but you know, there's concerts, there's, oh my gosh, you name it, there's a million things. But that would be it. That would be the biggest thing, to be able just to go back and hang out and just absorb it all in once again.
0: And relive the soundtrack of our lives. Well, Susan, it's been great having you on. This is a special segment that we're going to be having once a month with different listeners. So if you're interested in being a part of the highlight here on Back to the 80s Radio, go ahead and write in at back the number 280 sradio at gmail.com. Susan, thank you so much for taking your time Out my of your ba- busy schedule You're keeping it cool while we're keeping it warm Here in Southern California <laughs> So from Southern California, from Vancouver, Canada
5: Hi, I'm Susan Freeman And you're listening to Back to the 80s Radio And here is Duran Duran, The Reflex you got your
2: father's time But I'm dancing on the valentine I tell you somebody's around with my
0: to the 80s thanks for joining us here back to the 80s radio i am toscano from toscano and chang if you just joined us you might want to rewind that tape because uh, there was a lot of information that you just missed with susan freeman who gave us of her time she's going to be doing a special event for the michael j fox foundation for parkinson's research so very important event if you are in the area of vancouver canada in the area where she is at Please, we encourage you, get ready for november fifth because the event is coming and uh, you can get all the details on her page and you can also get the details through us. So if you need to get more information, write us here directly at back to the eighties radio at gmail dot com. That's back the number two, the eighties radio at gmail.com. We are continuing to talk about events in favor of sponsoring or helping people in need from back in the 80s. I wanted to talk about quickly about a song that was written by Lionel Richie in the song, We Are the World. So We Are the World is a charity single originally recorded by USA for Africa in 1985. It was written, of course, by Michael Jackson, Lionel Richie. It was produced by Quincy Jones and Michael Jackson for the album We Are the World, which, by the way, had more than 20 million copies sold. You'll remember a lot of those artists that were involved, like Lionel Richie himself, it was Stevie Wonder, Paul Simon, Kenny Rogers, James Ingram, Tina Turner, Billy Joel, of course Michael Jackson, Diana Ross, Diane Warwick, Willie Nelson, Al Jarreau, Bruce Springsteen, Kenny Loggins, Steve Perry, Daryl Hall, Huey Lewis, Cindy Lauper, Kim Carnes, Bob Dylan, Ray Charles, and then in the background they had tons of people, including, believe it or not, Dan Aykroyd, I don't know if you've ever seen the video, but Dan Aykroyd is in that video. He's way in the back. Well, Dan Aykroyd was a singer too, though. Remember, the Blues Brothers. That's right. Yes, He's he musically was. inclined. Yes. I just never expected him to be on on this mm-hmm. single because it was for what it was. And, you can, of course, you had all the Jackson brothers, a lot of people involved in the making of this great song. The release that came out on MTV, it was just huge and it was an instant hit i mean instant hit if you recall mm-hmm. yeah it
1: was it, it, and it uh oh there was
0: a there was
1: a few uh versions i mean uh, uh the heavy metal singers also put one all uh together so that i think there was a, a few uh groups that came together and had certain songs that were uh yeah they
0: were they charity. were you're absolutely right. There were uh, a bunch of other events that had uh, musicians involved, uh, like the metal one that you talked about, that uh, Dio was in it, Dawkin. As a matter of fact, if you go on YouTube, you can find these, but there's one that's hilarious to me because they were all the heavy meddlers of Sweden. And the funniest thing about this is when I first saw it, and I don't mean this with disrespect to anybody who came out in that video, but I thought it was a parody at first because mm. the, the, although the song was good the voices were just out of pitch and yes. and I thought oh my gosh uh, these guys can't be I don't recognize any of them except for one and mm. that's the, no. from Europe you know the the group Europe they oh, were there
2: yeah. <laughs> and yeah.
0: and uh, but everybody was off key and I was going yeah. what the heck it, is, is this a parody
1: and no it was the real thing I remember seeing that the first thing I thought is, wow, these people have better alcohol and drugs uh, than we metalheads here in the States because these guys are gas lubed and terrible. They sounded like a, a bunch of tires flattening or screeching or, <laughs> or dogs that got their paws stepped on. It was horrendous. It was horrendous. And it, I agree with you. I thought it was a parody. If if I would have seen it on Saturday night TV, I, I thought it was an SNL skit. That's how bad it was.
0: The one that was done here in the united states i believe that was called hearing aid that's here H E A R N, and then aid uh, then the one of course in sweden is called swedish metal aid and uh, you know just just for the fun of it i'm gonna let you hear a little bit of swedish metal aid it's called give a helping hand mm. Deaf Leopard. <laughs> Oh, sorry.
1: It just slipped (laughs) up. Hey, that's enough of that shit, you guys. (laughs) Hey,
2: hey. The dream.
0: So regardless of how bad their singing must have been back then, they had a great time and, and they did something to help mm-hmm. out a lot of people. Well, just that's like all today. That and just like today, you know what? Chang D inside, that's why we're doing something. You know, we may not have the money that some of these billionaires have, but what we do have sometimes can be even more priceless, which is the ability to bring a smile to somebody when they're down. The ability to exactly. make somebody feel that they matter. And you matter, you that are listening, you matter for whatever it is that you're going through in life, for whatever it is that you have been forced to go through during these times. And I'm speaking about in particular the people in Ukraine, you matter. And if we can bring a smile to your face and make you forget a little bit for just a moment of the realities that have impacted your life lately, that is our contribution. So please, please do your best to get involved with any charity to help somebody in need. Hey, listen, it's been great having you on the show. Thank you for taking the time off to listen, whether you're at work, whether you're in the car, whether you're doing exercise outside or you're just sitting back at home and listening to the program. We want to thank you for for listening to Back to the 80s Radio. And on behalf of myself, Toscano, I just say, God bless you. Have a great week and we'll see you with more. Of Back to the 80s next week with a very, very special guest. Stay tuned.
1: And this is the Chang. Before I say goodbye and release you to another Chang weekend, I want you all to remember just know that you have to have faith and you have to do your part. Remember, you have to live by a moral code. Don't let nothing get you down. Remember, You are as important as everybody else. We all have a purpose in life. So as I say goodbye, I want you to remember all to stay lifted and gifted. Come together because the only way we will reach prosperity is through unity. So I bid you all an hasta la vista, hasta mañana, hasta luego, sayonara, aitewacho, adios, and to all my buddies and gal pals in the OC, later bros, later hoes, and to all my homies in the barrio, Orale, be good to yourselves.
2: Take me back to the cold. you.